like, fuck traditional masculinity. Wear makeup. Be the himbo that you've always wanted to be. That you've always told me you dream of being. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, secrets out. Uh, let's start the episode. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> we had to start somewhere. Yeah, We've I, think, that, for like I think that's the best of all of them. So that works. Yeah. Uh, welcome to I've been meaning to listen to... Gosh, wow. I'm, I'm getting choked up. Like, Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums and use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests, except we don't have a guest this week. It's just us. So strap in for the ride. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that's the one time I've ever done the intro, by the way, which is hilarious <laughs> considering like yeah. what episode this is. <laughs> but welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to our best of episodes. Welcome to our best episode. You mean? Yeah, I think I think this episode Fall will downhill from here. I, I do think this show will go downhill from here because of something that's going to happen uh, two, three weeks from now. And uh, Ezra, do you want to tell the world what that is? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> I am going to be leaving, which I feel like probably isn't that surprising since I, uh, there were a lot of episodes there that I wasn't on for a while. Um, I just feel like it's a good time. Um, I think it will be, um, good for, like, uh, Andrew so that, like, he can, um, continue the podcast without uh like having to like rely on me and like having like there being because uh, like I think there have been kind of a lot of times we don't have to get into it but like there have been a lot yeah, of times yeah. that I haven't really been as on top of things as I should have and so like I think it will be good to um like kind of let Andrew like move on and like grow as a host beyond this and especially since like uh he's he has had over the past few months and is going to have like more opportunities to host with other people and i think that that kind of um shows off andrew's host skills because of course uh my wonderful skills have overpowered his um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really all about like you know, so he doesn't live in my shadow. My yeah, you know, finally, um, you know, just like <laughs> like reaching my potential and finally, you know, not stop letting someone like living in the shadow of someone else's hosting abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, so. like honestly, I've carried this podcast for so long, and I feel like it's time to pass the torch, <laughs> Andrew. No, um, and honestly, like Ezra think- has been letting their resentment show like pretty like hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Andrew is a great host, honestly. Like, um, I don't remember how the, um, like, 
episodes in June came out, but I feel like I talked about that a lot with like, uh, like missing Andrew because like he really does carry the show. He does so much work, like, uh, both on the mic that you guys can hear and, um, off just kind of like coordinating guests and doing like all of the social media and everything like that. Um, like he just, uh, really has a knack for this and I'm excited to see like where he takes this uh after I leave and then I also just think that it will be good for like my personal growth because I do have a few projects like a few creative projects that I've been wanting to work on and um I think uh I'm kind of at a place that uh I'll be able to um do those a little bit more and like devote a little bit more of my attention towards that, um, rather than, uh, like feeling the like pressure to like be on the episodes. Not that like, I mean, recording this podcast has been a very like fun experience, uh, genuinely. And, uh, I've like really enjoyed the past couple of years and doing this and especially with such a, like great host who like really knows what he's doing um and <laughs> like overstatement but thank you the flattery, well, <laughs> flattery will get you everywhere but thank you <laughs> like, I appreciate that. well i mean genuinely like i do feel like you know what you're doing i mean obviously like not everybody is going to get it like perfect from the start and i think that like uh it kind of shows in the first few episodes like we were a little rocky but like i think that um you've really grown a lot over the past few years and uh like i um just think that uh you're going to continue to grow and like, especially like working with other people who are, uh, as passionate about the project as you are. And, um, like, yeah, I think that, um, that will be really great to see. And I, um, like I have enjoyed being on the podcast a lot and there, and it's not like bye forever either, because there will be episodes that I come back for. Um, I'm going to be like a guest host every now and then. And, uh, or just a guest. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to step up as host again, but, uh, yeah, like I, I think that it will be uh, like a lot better to have it as more of like an occasional thing though. Like it'll be kind of better for both of us. So yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for saying all that stuff. Like um, th that was very kind of you. That's very nice. And I know you mean it too. Like um, you're not just like trying to like blow, blow smoke up my butt or anything like that. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, that you, that you mean that. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at masking my feelings. So you would be able to tell if like any of that was just complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, so a few things to say to that. Uh, first of all, um, I don't think you should feel like, I don't, you might not feel this way, but like, I don't think you should feel any shame or any like guilt or any like, you know, um, that you let me down in any way. I, I really don't. First, because first of all, like asking someone to do like a almost weekly podcast for free, you know, it is a lot to ask someone. That is a lot to ask anybody, you know? And um, the other thing I want to clear up is like, there's no beef. There's no like beef or anything. Like I always, the, the thing about us is like when we started this thing, I always wanted, I always said 
that our friendship comes first, like before yeah. all of this. Like this is, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to die and like we're all going to die and like people will forget this podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> we're going to die. Like, um, but like, um, but yeah, like it's like this is like when you boil it all down, like, you know, I have my ambitions, I have my dreams, I have all that stuff. And like it's meaningless. It's it's meaningless and like it's meaningful at the same time, you know, like it's, it's good that I have these dreams and aspirations, all these things, but you know, um, what's it at the expense of like, what's it at the expense of? So like, I never wanted, you know, this podcast to be at the expense of our friendship. I never wanted us to be, you know, be resentful or angry at each other. And I think, um, and I think also like what's happened in the past is like this podcast has been like a barrier to uh, like, it was an opportunity for us to get very, very close, but then it was an opportunity. Then after a certain point, it became a barrier to our friendship of just like, uh, because there was always that looming thing of like, we have to like, I like, even if I ask you like, Hey, how are you doing? Like genuinely, there might always, there might be like this looming thing of like, you gotta get the thing out of time. You better ask them about the yeah. album. There's all and that genuinely stuff. it's because of like a lot of my, um, like overthinking and a lot of the uh like because we chose quite a time to start this podcast like we started recording it during a time where like uh I genuinely like felt like I was doing pretty well and then um my relationship that I was in at the time like imploded and uh then just kind of uh trying to grow out of that like a revelation and everything and uh work through a lot of the lasting issues that have um stayed with me and um like healing isn't linear um and i so like it's just been a really complicated road for me the past couple of years um it's been like, uh, like sometimes I feel like I'm doing okay and like everything is behind me. And then I get like triggered by something and, um, brought back into like a situation. Like it's like, because, uh, our bodies and our minds have like all of these defense mechanisms. And so like, there will be something that like, triggers me and like makes me feel like I'm still in that place despite being in a relationship that's a lot healthier now and with a partner that like communicates with me and um like just with everything like more genuinely being in a better place like I still kind of get like brought back to that like just by little things sometimes um and then even further back like to like family stuff and all of that um and so like it's and like I'm thankful that like my partner is very understanding about all of that and that like even though he hasn't been through the same stuff and he um has uh like he had a like kind of like simpler family life growing up and he 
um, didn't have any baggage from previous relationships before we started dating or anything. Um, like even though, so even though like he doesn't fully understand, um, he like tries his best to be like very like kind and like empathetic and like asking me like what I need during those times. And so like, it's nice to have somebody who's like very supportive, but, uh, like getting back to the podcast stuff, it just makes it very, like, it's made it very difficult to like reliably know how I'm going to be doing. And like, on top of that, it's been like, uh, getting adjusted to, um, medication because like I started that um kind of uh towards the beginning of like starting this podcast and um I have been kind of like in and out of therapy not because like I felt like I don't need it at times or anything like I definitely need to be in therapy for a while but uh I like moved and so had to um kind of switch like things around and everything and so like it's just been a very like complicated time for me to be like working on a project and it makes it like very difficult to be like more reliable and for me to like feel like I do have people like backing me up and so when like Andrew's been like genuinely concerned and like asking like how I am um, because of like uh, just stuff that I've carried with me from like this previous shit. Like I always interpret like I'm very like defensive in those situations and always interpret it as like if I'm doing like if I know that I'm neglecting something that I'm supposed to be doing or like if I'm doing something wrong I have the tendency to um like think that him asking like a simple how are you as a friend it like has all this other stuff behind it and that like it's um not just about that so it's not that we've had like any beef or anything there like uh Andrew's genuinely been, like, a really good friend through all of this. Um, But it's just, uh, like, my own anxiety and just kind of, like, letting him be a friend to me and all of that. The only beef here is with my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Me and Ezra's brain are beefing. Um, But... uh, Oh, I said with my brain. You don't have beef with my brain. I have beef with uh, my brain. (laughs) Who said that? I'm kidding. Um, But, like, um, (laughs) I will say, though, um, so I was there for a lot of, like, the complications and, like, um, the turmoil and, like, the ups and downs and stuff. Like, I was there. um, And it was, like it's really encouraging to see the growth, you know, too, of just like, it might not be as apparent of just like, Oh, where you were then and where you are now, it might not be apparent living in it, but there is like clear growth in terms of communication, in terms of, you know, uh, emotional, like, um, manage, emotional management, all that stuff. Like, and just like, also just like, uh, Ezra's empathy has grown a lot. Ezra's, uh, also comedic skills and like, just like, and like, you know, 
a lot of things like <laughs> I, there's a lot of growth there and like what are you talking about i'm not funny <laughs> no you, you are you are like I, I yeah i'll just like throw away the artifice of it i think you are like very funny i think like i wouldn't choose you as my co-host if i didn't think you were funny or at least i didn't think we would have a funny dynamic you know like i wouldn't do that like i I have some confidence in my abilities. Like I have some confidence in my abilities that like, I know what I'm doing a little bit. So there's that. Um, and then also like it in the same way, my life too, of just like my life has been like, you know, there's a pretty apparent growth from, uh, the start of the show two years ago to, you know, now with me. And then it's, so it's always been like, and I hope this is the case for you. Like, it's been nice to have the podcast as like the background to that growth as like the, as the const as like a constant, uh, to that, like, you know, chain uh, to those changes. Like we like definitely recorded episodes when you were going through some hard times and, or when I was going through some hard times and then having the podcast where we kind of don't change a lot of it. Like we kind of, it's kind of this, like we do, it does change obviously, but like, it's kind of like the set thing where we know we could kind of like put away some of that stuff for a little while. And like, hopefully, you know, any audience member might have the same feeling too, of just like listening to it and like having like a way to like, um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's really great. I think that's like, I think it's been a real blessing. And I think like, uh, being your podcast host friend has been a real blessing too. Um, but, uh, we, I, I think maybe we could save, do you want to like do questions now or do you want to, we have questions, <laughs> we have audience questions. Yeah, it's hard to um, like transition from that, but yeah, we can do questions because I will have more deep shit to get into with the songs that I chose because right, right. I, as a sad bitch, um, choose sad bitch songs that make me feel things. Yeah. Uh, let's, my battery on my Zoom record is about to run out, so let's uh, take a quick break. That, da, 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 da. <laughs> Just in general, this year, I have not listened to as much like new music. Um, oh, same. Absolutely. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that is more like universal than I had like initially thought, like uh, which makes sense. Um, I just hadn't thought about it that much. Uh, people kind of like turning to like comfort albums and stuff like that, because it's been like a yeah. really hard year for everyone. It's just like, you know how you're going to feel when you listen to certain things. And like this year is so emotionally tumultuous that like any like even if it's like, you know, it's going to be good and like it's going to take you on a journey. Like that's something that people might not be interested in doing right now, even though it's like, I don't know. Yeah, like it was so hard for me to make my playlist uh, and largely because uh for one thing i forgot about a lot of the newer music i listened to at the beginning of this year um because the beginning of this year feels like a different year entirely um and then uh it's like 2020 should be divided into pre-covid and, and like and covid times because like anything before then just feels like a blur and like it just happened so long ago um it's like last year doesn't even feel like it was that long ago but the beginning of this year like it was just 
I don't even know when that happened. Like I did listen to music that's new to me this year, but it's stuff that came out in like 2008 and shit like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's just listening to that stuff and then listening to like old Sylvanesso albums and shit like that. But speaking of that, I like, got that transitions nicely into our first question by Olivia, uh, who says, uh, what were your favorite records of 2020? Uh, I really liked um, I'll talk about this a little bit more later uh, because it's yeah, a little some of them are on my some of them are on my. Playlist yeah, it's a little too, yeah. spoiler for my playlist, but uh, I really liked Dreamland um, by Glass Animals. Uh, for one thing, it's just such a vibe like <laughs> it sets like a really good atmosphere, which I think Glass Animals is just really good at in general. Um, but then, like, I think that it kind of blends uh like their previous albums pretty well, like the styles, because uh, they kind of had like um, like a lot more like I I don't the way that I'm going to describe this. None of it is like musically sound or anything. I don't know shit. Um, I mean, I do, but I don't tend to think about things in those terms so i'm gonna describe it like a lot more visually like the first album just felt like a lot more like jungly like it was just very like dense and like um very electronic and shit um and then the second album was a lot more kind of like 60s uh and like that was intentional too like a lot of their like uh music videos um kind of had that like uh style to them with like the rose colored thing um and it was kind of like uh deserty and like old cars and stuff and but it felt like a little bit more um I don't want to say refined because I don't think that that's a great word for it, but uh, it felt a little bit more, quote unquote, normal <laughs> than the previous one, uh, like just normal alternative music that I would hear, I guess. Except I don't even want to say that because like I don't feel like that is true either. I just don't know how to describe things. Um, but uh, like it. Anyway, I think that the um, new album was like kind of a good combination of those while still having like its own identity. I also really liked um, Sylvan also put out three fucking albums this year because they had. Yeah, they had um, like with which uh, was a live album that they had already been planning to put out. Um, and it was stuff from both of their like previous uh, full length albums. And then uh, they put out um, Free Love, which I think they likely wrote most of that um, like during like after the pandemic had hit and everything, because like it generally feels like a lot heavier and they're exploring again, this is kind of like a spoiler for like uh, stuff I'm going to talk about later, because I also chose a song from that album. Um, but uh, like it um, like uh, Jackson and I uh, Jackson's my partner, by the way, uh, for anyone who doesn't know mm. that. Um, yeah. Former guest of the show. Yeah. He's been on yeah. the show before. For, and, and, and past and future guests of the show. We'll have him back. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. He's funny as hell. Hope, I would hope that you have him back. Um, 
but uh yeah no we were talking about it the other day um Silver Esso on all of their albums tends to have like one song that's like softer than the others because they have a very like electronic style um and it's like very clubby um like most of it is just like really something that you could dance to um or like if you're me and you don't go to clubs, then it's something that you can go on a walk and wear headphones and sing really loudly despite being outside where other people are. Um, and it's that type of music. But uh, hmm. they like um, ha like they always have kind of like a softer song where like they don't have as many of like those uh dancey elements and it's just kind of like more like resident like Am amelia meath's voice coming out like um and it's just like creating more of like a reflective like moment um and so they always have like one on the album and on this one they had three <laughs> So uh, wow. it definitely feels like a lot heavier and um, a lot more introspective. I, I want to like uh, go through the ones that I'm not going to talk about this uh, on my next episode. Um, so like uh, Kid Cudi's Man of the Moon 3, The Chosen. Uh, that was a really great record. It's like all, very rewarding to see that record be good because there's so much expectation. Like it was like 10 years from his original Man of the Moon like two and it was after him going to like rehab for like suicidal like thoughts and stuff like that the thing that really got to me about like that like letter that he shared was just like you know i feel like i let everyone down and i have been lying to you how about how fine i am you know but then like by saying that and by you know by admitting that he actually ended up saving more people you know by showing his like vulnerability and weakness of that thing like because he was probably like man people are counting on me people are depending on me to be this mental health icon and stuff like that but like to by him like taking care of himself he ended up like people probably ended up inspiring like so much more people than he thought was possible. So that was really wonderful and sweet. Carly Rae Jepsen's Desiccated Side B is really great. Like a lot of fun. We've talked about it. Uh, Sayama is like really great. Wait, Rina did Sayama. that one come out this year? Like, yeah, it did. Yeah, that's oh up there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's been like so long ago. But like that came out this year. It was like um, one of my favorite new artists. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does next. Uh, just like uh, Run to Jewels. Four. It's probably like the most important album that's come out this year. Yeah. And uh, and uh, also just like, um, you know, this is a very late edition because I just recorded an episode about that will come out later. Um, but like Taylor Swift's Evermore, like I think I've always liked Taylor Swift. I've always enjoyed her work. And like this is the only thing. This is one of the few things I'm a little salty about as we're leaving the show for, because like I, we, <laughs> there's like no reason to force them to listen to new Taylor Swift albums anymore. <laughs> there's no contractual <laughs> obligation anymore. It's just like but like I feel like the last two al albums are so good. And like especially Evermore, which I thought was just going to be a bunch of B-sides to like, you know, folklore but like ever like evermore is like a full project it's like a it's like you know her like basically delving deeper into introspection and like storytelling and stuff like that i think it's like one of her best works 
Um, Despite not liking Taylor Swift for all the things that you have told me about it and that I've heard from other people, uh, I probably will listen to both of those albums because it sounds like uh, they are a completely different vibe, kind of like her stepping out of like uh, all of the noise and stuff and just writing like what she would write if she... uh, didn't have all this shit going on all the time and all these beefs with people and uh yeah like relationships with celebrities and stuff just the stuff that she would write like if she wrote music like she did back in the time of like her first two albums yeah and like uh folklore was like kind of like the initial step into that and i feel evermore is like delving deeper into that forest i'm just like she could have gone in and go like i don't want to do this anymore and then went back to beefing with people but like it sounds like because like in evermore there are only a few noticeable taylorisms like obviously it's her and like she's writing the songs and like she's singing the songs so it's like and it's like there's like an an ineffable quality to her music but i feel like the they're like the the tropes are much subtler and like much quieter in this and like it seems like she's stepping away from that so that's really exciting to see where she goes next um but yeah uh the next question then um is um i don't know how much you'll be able to contribute to this one um is uh rank kanye's albums so carly menzel asked that she's the host of a show called crazy makers uh, which is a great show one of my new favorites this year so yeah Nice. I definitely won't be able to contribute to that because I've not listened to enough of Kanye's albums. I will say uh, early Kanye a lot better than current Kanye as like from what I do know. I just don't know the names of the albums very well. Uh, Okay, so I ranked it from this is from worst to best. So uh, nine, Jesus is King. Uh, it sounds like he's like not very interested in music. Sounds like he kind of threw this together. He's bored. Um, yay. Number eight. Yay. I think it's a great record in terms of like exploring his bipolar disorder, like in terms of just like, and this is just like a two, he made the record in two weeks and it's just like, a fl- Oh, he a, has bipolar. Yes. Yes. He has bipolar. Um, I didn't realize that. He's, and he's a Gemini. Uh, so, <laughs> So Kanye yeah. and I are kind of like the same person, except yeah. for the Trump support and uh, overly Christian and all that stuff. That's right. Exactly. And, the same. you know, yeah. Life of Pablo, number seven, Life of Pablo. Um, uh, by the way, all these records I really admire, even though they're even if they're I don't like them as much like uh, Life and Pablo is like very I just really appreciate the experimentation of it and uh, just like how transparent he made the creative process. That's really cool. Graduation number six, a uh, little kind of boilerplate, but also like still more polished than the previous three. So uh, number five, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, his that's his Sistine Chapel album is basically his like um, his perf that's like his perfect record. But I, I relate to it much less than the other ones. Uh, number four, Jesus is just like his raw nerve album of just like him, him just allowing himself to be angry. And it's just pure rage. It's just like 
pure rage at just like him not being able to like people think he's like just because he's like a celebrity that, that he's invincible but he's like trying to break through the glass ceiling of making trying to make actual impact so that's really cool uh number three 808s and heartbreak is him being a sad boy i really relate to that uh Hell number yeah, two sad boy music <laughs> yeah sad boy music it's about like his mom passing away and his like engagement breaking off and just like him going like i don't want to rap anymore i'm going to i'm gonna sing i'm gonna like express my true hearts and it was such a gamble and it paid off and like it influenced radio and like the next 10 years of music basically so that's crazy and then um number two late registration um yeah i think it's just like it's college drop it's like college dropouts like sister basically it's like it's more polished and like I think the highlights are higher on this record. But uh, number one is obviously College Dropout, his first record. And just like I, I think it's it's a perfect record. And it just like um, I, I will always even though like I am incredibly frustrated with him all the time. And I'm like so sad and like so like upset with his antics like the fact that he's like given me so much through these records, like I will always be grateful. I'll always be um, appreciative. And uh, also another blessing in disguise with Ezra leaving is like, we'll get to do con may West in may. So with our new hosts <laughs> and like Ezra, I think there would be some pushback. <laughs> doing a month. No, I would definitely be willing to do that. I actually uh, have wanted to like something that I've really enjoyed about this podcast is that it pushed me, it pushes me to, listen to artists that I wouldn't listen to a lot otherwise um because I mean with songs that I tend to put on the playlist uh like I like to dive into other genres but like you'd kind of notice a theme like a lot of it tends to be like alternative and indie like um a lot of the kind of uh, like similar genres to each other like even if they uh are doing something unique in the genre like it still kind of stays in that realm um but like being on the podcast i think has been really nice because like it pushes me out of that and like uh i like i never would have listened to outcast otherwise and uh i really enjoyed that and um would uh definitely love to be back for future like march moodiness yeah. episodes or something like yeah that'd, that'd be, be cool yeah. uh yeah so those are the questions that were asked to us um now let's get into our playlist uh so uh as a- our playlist this is all me <laughs> This is all me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, um, I sent Ezra like a picture, like, you know, before we record, just like of like, it's a meme where it's basically like listening to my own playlist and then me like, this is fucking genius. <laughs> just like, just like patting yourself on the back for like how good it is. Cause like, yeah, it's like it's all, it, a playlist, a playlist is always going to be the most meaningful to the person who actually made it usually. Um, so absolutely. You, yeah. Like, uh, some of my favorite playlists on Spotify, like sea shanties for thoughts and shit like that, like, like garbage compared to like the playlists that I make and then never show to anybody because I'm self-conscious about my music taste sometimes. That's right. Um, hell so- yeah, baby. Also, um, I was kidding. Sea shanties for thoughts is the best playlist on Spotify. We can all go home. Spotify is over. I highly recommend everybody checks that out. There's also, I don't know, I just like, I like playlists that uh, 
are just fucking weird because like I also um, I've heard that like artists can see um, like if it's a public playlist, they can see uh, what playlist their song was put on. And so uh, the idea of um, like an artist seeing that their song was put on a playlist called uh, fuck everyone else, be a mud creature, photosynthesize um, <laughs> is just incredible to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, like just the idea that like, you know, like Muse or something like might be checking that out and like see <laughs> that like is just. And then they look at gold. it and be like, we, we made it. We made it, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hell yeah. This is this is the dream. Like I will because. I do want to uh, kind of um, just uh, this is the first time that I'm saying this, like in any sort of public place. Uh, but I do kind of want to get back into like making music and shit in some capacity. Whoa. I'm just going to kind of like inch into it, like yeah. start Manifest with like it. That's great. lo-fi versions of music that other people have made and then kind of get back into composing my own music because it's just been so long since I've done that that I feel like it would be garbage otherwise. Um, but I will know I've made it when I see that my song has made it into something like lo-fi hip-hop beats to study slash commit tax fraud to like just incredible um <laughs> anyway on to what this episode is actually about ignore all that other shit um my playlist my fucking genius playlist um so it starts off with dreamland by glass animals click like my year in a lot of ways like just uh because it's like basically um the song itself if you look at the lyrics it's not really going to make that much sense because it's like snippets of like ideas of like what the rest of the album is going to be about like they've described it as being like a table of contents for the album basically mm -hmm. um so it definitely feels like kind of the type of dreams that i have where it's just like i don't remember the whole dream i just remember like little snippets like bits and pieces and um, it just has this like haze around it. And yeah, that's what I feel like my entire year has been like a little. So yeah, kind of an idea that I wanted to do on this playlist um, because I can never just let anything be like a playlist of these are my favorite songs this year. Like it has to also kind of like tell a story. So it feels like this is kind of like 
this like dreamland that I feel like I've been in and like so it's kind of like waking up out of that and like it becomes like more urgent as it goes on mm. yeah any I comments like, on the song Andrew <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the um I like the lyrics the lyrics make plenty of sense to me honestly because it's like vignettes and pointillism basically exactly um, yeah yeah. So like the idea of just like um, it's literally just like the mind running through like these memories, like a Rolodex of just like, oh, like these good memories and these bad memories and this trauma. Ugh, like and it's just like you, like you said, just this haze of just like how this artist's like mind is like kind of operating and just like like all these just like questions like that don't have answers to it's just like. How has the Internet changed our expectations? Stuff like that. And then, um, yeah. So I'm curious to you, like, you know, what how you interpreted the last line, though. You know, oh, it's 2020. So time to change. So you may go call, make an album called Dreamland. So, like, I was wondering, like, what you thought of that, like how that what that meant to you and stuff. I really like that um, because, like, it feels like a continuation of, like, the previous line um talking about uh like toxic masculinity and stuff the full thing is you float in the pool where the soundtrack is canned you go ask your questions like what makes a man oh it's 2020 so it's time to change that so you go make an album and call it dreamland so it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall a little bit um of course because like uh like throwing the title of the album in there and everything. Hey, that's the um, album we're listening to. Like, just Ron yeah. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the album. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... Great uh, Ron Howard. Not the better than the album. <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I love his folksy voice. Just like <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, so it just feels like the last line is kind of like a continuation of like the previous one, like uh, asking like what makes a man and like um, just the in general, the idea that like there's one way to be a man and that like there's uh like this ideal of masculinity that you have to buy into. Um, like it kind of feels like he's saying it's 2020 that Mulan song lied to us. <laughs> it's 2020. So it's time to change that. Like it's time that we like um, address that and just uh, explore like new ways that you can um, be that and everything. And like mm -hmm. how masculinity doesn't have to, fit into like one ideal and uh, it feels like even though these are vignettes and they don't all have something to do with each other it feels like um this also does kind of like go back to some of the previous lines like when uh in the um the second verse he uh talks about um being 10 years old um holding hands in the classroom um and then um, says he had a gun on the first day of high school. And that's talking about uh, somebody that he um, like a childhood friend um, who tried to commit a school shooting um, that like this is a true story um, that he is like told in an interview before and stuff. Um, wow. And so uh, this is like he talks about this more in like uh later song too um but uh it's just addressing like those ideals of like uh toxic masculinity and everything and that like um you 
like the ideal, like the idea that boys can't hold hands with each other and like that they um, have to like toughen up and everything. Um, Like, of course, I don't really know anything about his friend and everything, but like just the juxtaposition of those two lines, it sounds like um, that it's kind of those uh, like toxic masculinity type of ideals that like led him to thinking that gun violence was the answer. Um, and so like, I think that, uh, that's something that, um, he like wants to dive a little bit deeper into on this album. And that's just kind of what he's saying is like, uh, that like, it's time for us to wake up. Like it's 2020. Um, yeah, like it's time for us to, uh, come up with new ways to answer that question of what makes a man. Yeah. I, I like first, like I think a moral we could take from this is, uh, for like, first of all, like you're weird. These weird uh, ideals of masculinity are just like, you're depriving a child of something very basic and something very fundamental. Yeah. Um, just like touch, like, just like having like, and like also like stop putting weird sexual things on like children, you know, like stop putting like a, oh, they're going to like doink each other or whatever. Like that's yeah, weird. Stop calling a little boy like a stud or something like that because he yeah. um, <laughs> likes interacting with like ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like another baby that doesn't know they're there. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just depriving you of like things that are comfy and enjoyable and stuff like what is this weird list that like um, uh, old men have of like things that like you can't enjoy because you're a man like why are you depriving yourself of those things like sit the fuck down and grab a like pretty pink drink like they're good i promise (laughs) yeah like one these rules are made up two they're ill-defined three um it also like you know something like that i you know definitely had it like i learned a lot about like being your co-host and like friend of just like the the boy girl dichotomy is flawed and incomplete too you know yeah yeah, so, yeah, it's all stupid. Straight people are fucking weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are weird. <laughs> it's always so funny when just, like, white people on Facebook are like, man, white people. <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I know, I get what they're well, trying to do. But you like, say that like you're comparing the situations. <laughs> like, I <know. laughs> I'm not straight. How dare you think such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay uh let's go to the next song though like um yeah uh what's the next song ezra the next song is free by sylvanessa oh, people always ask me what it's like to love everybody what it's like to love everybody they ask me this was one of my favorite of the list. Like, I really like this one. Yeah, it's so good. It's one of those songs that I was talking about where, um, like, 
it's quieter and like more subdued and doesn't have like the typical like clubby style um it's just and it's right in the middle of the album too so it's kind of like uh things kind of pick up afterwards and like before they're like uh kind of like more upbeat too so it's just kind of like this calm like introspective moment she's in particular talking about um like in the lyrics uh she's talking about uh how other people perceive her and everything and um like basically she opens it up uh with people always ask me what it's like to love everybody um and i tell them don't be crazy there's too many people around me if i loved them all they'd break me because like uh yeah that's you can't really deeply love everybody around you because to love somebody is such a like vulnerable and uh empathetic thing that it's like it kind of wears you out if you uh aren't careful and so then she goes on to talk about how like what people are perceiving as her loving everybody is like her loving like this idea that people have of her and uh like being able to see just catch like a glimpse of like what um somebody who doesn't know you as well like what they think of you and like especially with her being like an artist where people like come to see her perform and stuff like that and people have like these uh like idealized this idealized version of her that they see her as um and so she's just talking about uh, kind of getting lost in that, like, um, illusion of, like, how people see her because it's not that she, like, it's basically being incapable of, like, feeling, like, self-love as much, like, in the traditional way that, like, we, quote-unquote, should feel self-love and everything but uh instead like loving this kind of like deception that other people have come up with because of not like knowing her deeply and i just feel like it's just such a vulnerable thing to admit and to um like get into and everything uh, yeah it is really hard to um feel self-love and like I feel that a lot like I uh especially because of um just having such a shifting perception of myself like uh part of BPD is like um not uh having like a strong sense of like identity and so I don't always um like I rely on other people's opinions of me a lot of times to like uh, see who I am because uh, when I like really sit down and think about it, I don't feel like I know who I am. And so I can definitely um, relate to that. And like, I definitely get that um, desire to uh, lose yourself in the illusion of who other people think you are. And like, like, I get how that would be freeing and everything. And just like oh, I've heard I had heard this song several times, but not really paid attention to the lyrics until I was trying to choose a song for this playlist. And then when I actually looked at the lyrics, like I just felt really heavy for a while after reading it, because that's just 
really deep shit that people don't um, talk about. Like people talk about self-love and it being hard to love yourself, but they like I've never heard somebody talk about it in that particular way. I really like the song a lot. It's very poetic, just like um, just like she's pirouetting blithely in the sky. Yeah. Something like that. It's so gorgeous. Like just like that turn of phrase. So gorgeous. I really like the idea of just like because me, I talked to you when you got into your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, when you first got into your new relationship with Jackson, um, we talked about it and I was like, man, that must be so nice. All that stuff. And like you, you, you agreed, you, you did think it was nice. Um, but also you were like, yeah, but that's just one thing that, you know, is kind of solved. That's kind of like, or one thing that's like, kind of, I don't have to like worry about as much, but like, I'm still dealing with a law that, you know, in inability to love myself, all that stuff, even though like I am receiving a good source of it or like yeah, I'm other receiving people's a source of it. love can't uh, make up for a lack of self-love. But I think it's also like what she's saying in the song is like, it's a great perspective change. Definitely. Of just like it, she, she's like touching on it being kind of like a prison a little bit of just like, man, people don't really understand what I'm going through, but also the freedom of, man, if these other people are like seeing me this way, I guess maybe I can, you know, start to like see myself this way and maybe slowly kind of heal and stuff like that. Even because it doesn't strike me that she's saying that um, that that's necessarily helping her to truly love herself, Mm -hmm. but it's like a good distraction to like have other people's love and other people's perception of you like um that's not that's not ever going to make up for uh you not loving yourself but it's a good thing to kind of like get caught up in and think about like that uh just illusion like nobody can be in my head and like know me the way that I know me, but seeing the way that somebody else knows me and like who they think that I am and like their version of me um, is just like really interesting. And I can imagine from like, uh, again, just from her perspective of being a performer and like meeting people in that capacity, too. I think that um, that probably uh, adds on to it, too, because it's just meeting a lot of people who um, really don't know her personally, just mm-hmm. know her through what she's revealed in her songs. And so it's just kind of like um, having this particular image of, oh, this must be who you are and this must be what you experience and what you feel. Um And uh, seeing like this beautiful, graceful version of yourself that like you know yourself deeply enough to know that like that's not necessarily who you are, but it's just kind of fun to like lose yourself in that idea for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, I think it's like. um I think, yeah, you're, you're right of like, it can never f- fully heal you. It can never fully like, you know, that's not a substitute for self-love, like the love of other people or like people seeing you a certain way. Um, but I think it could also be like a way to like build up 
evidence in the case of your self-worth like bill like you know like just like um my you know someone i know just said like you know what's the worst case scenario what's the best case scenario what's like the most realistic or just like you're probably like you're probably not the most like you know you're probably not as awful as you think you are, but also like, you're probably like people who don't know you are like, we love you. Ah! You're probably not that person either. So, but like, it's probably like, um, it's that healthy middle. I think, um, my, because of like dealing with depression and like an unstable sense of identity and everything. Um, like, uh, my partner, um, started this notebook, um, that he occasionally will like, uh, just as he thinks of it, like write, um, things that he loves about me, um, just specifically for like when I'm having a really hard time. Um, uh, like, I don't even remember when or how we came up with that idea. Um, but like we had had a conversation about it and then he was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and like, uh, next time he was at the store, um, like got just like a really pretty notebook and, um, like he will occasionally just write down, um, like thoughts that he has about like different elements that he loves about me. And like, that's not, um, ever going to make me love myself or make like, or going to like heal me or anything. But, it is really nice when I'm having a hard day to like hear how he views me because that's just, uh, that's just so different from how I view myself. And I think that you're right about like it building like a case for yourself. Like, um, I don't view myself that way, but I can, uh, like when I'm having a hard time, I can point to that and be like, okay, well, somebody thinks this about me and it's somebody that I trust and love and like, know that he's not just making this up or saying these things to like flatter me or anything. He's like, uh, genuinely, these are things that he feels and thinks about me. Maybe the things that I think about myself, like, aren't like maybe I'm biased against myself like sure he's biased towards <laughs> me but uh like maybe the truth is like somewhere in the middle like uh maybe I am somewhere between this like all of these shitty thoughts that I have about myself and um all of these just really pure and like beautiful thoughts that like other people can have about me somewhere in between Mussolini and mother Teresa, like <laughs> somewhere <Yeah>. in there. Uh, <laughs> um, but that narrows it down a little bit. Well, I have this evidence for other people seeing me this way and they wouldn't lie to me about this. So like it must be true in some way. <laughs> and like, I think that that does help for like long-term healing and being able to, kind of point to those things and maybe slowly adopt some of those ideas. And, you know, like, so the other thing is like, you know, the, the counter, like the negative, the bad voice counter to that is like, Oh, you're tricking people. Uh, you're, you're doing that. But, but I think that both of us, the thing that, you know, we have in common is like, I think we strive for authenticity. We strive for a level of like, you know, truth, like, and stuff like that. So like, I think it's like, 
on some level, I don't think we're fully capable of like tricking people in that way. Yeah. Well, and I definitely do have that thought of like, oh, no, like I made him care about me like this because I must have manipulated him into it. I must have tricked him. And then I really think about it. And I think like I I don't even know how to trick like um in employer into like thinking <laughs> that I don't have mental illness and shit like that. <laughs> like I don't know how to um trick people like in all these different situations into like thinking that I'm some version of like quote unquote normal. Right. Um so like I don't think I'd be able to trick someone who I live with live and with, spend yeah. every day with. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next. Let's uh, let's go to the next song. Um, uh, yeah, what's the next song? I wish I. together featuring Karen Hahn. Yeah, this song is really beautiful. I love the harmonies in it mm-hmm. and just like how um, kind of like uh, not no pun intended but like how kind of slowly they like build into it but yeah no it's just uh i just really like it it like um the first time listening to it i remember i immediately had to listen to it again in order to like process it um it just uh has like a really bittersweet feeling to it and uh i think um like it definitely kind of goes with the theme of it. Like the song is basically talking about um, like the uh, idea of like letting life just kind of happen. There are all of these uh, like metaphors and everything. Like I also I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but like nature metaphors are my shit. So that is a way to like instantly make me like something. It's just like uh, kind of something that I feel like I've been feeling a lot this year, like that uh, this idea of like taking more charge of like my life and uh like not just kind of standing there and like letting the world change around me and like letting things happen and just kind of like uh taking control of that and um like even if I don't fully know how to do that yet like I have this kind of feeling in me that like I need to um, step up and like change things for myself and like take more control over my life and um, just 
uh, like, I don't know. It's been good that I've been taking this time to heal and everything. And sometimes that does happen like a little bit slower, but it's also, um, there comes a point where you kind of have to stand up and, uh, self-actualize i guess if that's really a good word for it i um i like the metaphor of just like life has been hovering it's stifling and the feeling strained to just like you know it's not something yeah. like life you know there are definitely crushing days there's definitely days that like crush you but there are also like a lot of days where it's just like dull like just this like a weighted blanket on you just like this like oh god the you could technically get out of it, but like, it's hard. It's like, you know, it can be hard. And then Did you mean um, executive dysfunction. <laughs> it's the paradox of like, you know, uh, in order to like self-actualize and in order to like get far in life, you have to at the, like, you do have to like say, you know what I have, to, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm not going to just sit around and wait for my life to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But the other side of it is, you know, if you if you try to run on like a broken foot, you're going to make it worse. <laughs> you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. So, and like I have said before and said like earlier in this podcast, like healing isn't linear. Sometimes like you'll feel ready to uh, kind of get back up and take charge of your life and then um, feel kind of suffocated by like past shit um but like it's still important to um take that step at some point and like to know that like that's not forever especially if you're like doing all the right things that you need to in order to like address that stuff and um like like just because i'm like kind of getting a hold of things a little bit more and uh not laying there under this weighted blanket (laughs) anymore um like just because like I'm standing up doesn't mean that I'm not going to deal with anything ever again but that's why it also doesn't mean that I have to let go of all of the supports like it's about kind of getting up and taking charge of things while still like knowing the supports that you have around you and still like leaning on them as you need to like you have to walk before you can run and even when you do run like you have to take breaks and like walk again and you might require like assistance for a little while and that's okay um so the next up is uh i don't know what's next up what's next up ezra (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't show you this playlist beforehand um the next song is simmer by Haley williams rage is a quiet thing You tamed it, but it's just lying in wait. Yeah, it's just a really good song that I like. I relate to so fucking hard because she's um, like, as the title suggests, like um, it's about letting your food simmer um, and cooking. Uh, 
which I think is pretty cool that she would dive into that. Um, no, <laughs> it's. I was just waiting for you to laugh in some way, even if it's just a I pity like, laugh. Oh, 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 um, yeah, I was like, oh, I guess that is what the song's about. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to, like, you know, contradict you. <laughs> no, it's um, about just kind of like this slow, like, slowly going, growing like rage that, like, you have to, um, like, deal with just kind of like fizzling, like, over time. Um, and it's like when you kind of uh, think that you've got a hold of it, just it kind of uh, continuing to like go on and everything. And like, I don't know, I just I feel that really hard because I have um, felt like a lot of anger over um the past couple of years, like even dating back before all of the stuff that I talked about. Um, and I feel like I, I've kind of kept it bottled up, bottled up, bottled up for a really long time. Like she talks about in this song for herself as well. Like, I feel like I've, um, kind of, uh, like I hesitate to address it because I don't want it to control me or anything like that. Something that um, I've learned over time is like, I've really like in order to have like an actual handle on it, it's something that I uh, like, you can't just bottle it up and um, never address it and just leave it. Like, it's something that you need to um, like, it's OK to kind of tamp it down in a moment, because if you uh, like to avoid letting it get the better of you or because it's like not the right place to address that. But you do have to address it eventually. Like um, you have to let yourself feel it, even if there's not like an answer to it when you address it. Like you have to like let yourself feel it and find an outlet for it and um, like uh, give into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I particularly with this song, it's not just that it's talking about like being angry and everything. Um, it's that she it's like a righteous anger. It's like feeling such a strong anger at not only stuff that has happened in your life, but stuff that's happened um, like in the world and just this uh, like stuff that you're angry about, like because of your empathy. And um, it's just uh, about like, like in the bridge and uh, just the idea of this album in general that she put out um, is like, like wearing petals for armor. Like she says, like wrap yourself in petals. Um, and it's uh, like uh, being, yeah, it's like being soft in a world that's not made for that. Like still allowing, like instead of numbing yourself, like still allowing yourself to um, feel, even though the world is like so not geared for softness or anything. Um, and just like using that softness and that vulnerability 
um, kind of to protect you in a way and like using that to like deal with the anger. Like I'm tying this back to my life. Like I'm just and particularly like I'm angry about a lot of things that I've had to go through because uh, I shouldn't have had to. And I'm angry uh, that people let me down in these situations um, because like, I don't know, there should have been somebody protecting me and somebody looking out for me and like warning me about things. And I just feel like I didn't really have that. And there are a lot of situations that I was alone in that I shouldn't have had to be alone in. Um, and then uh, like angry that that stuff happened in the first place and then angry at the world um, because like, it just continues to be really shitty. And um, like, I know that things are slowly like in some ways getting better, but it just does like, it doesn't feel like there's anything that I can do about it. And it just feels like everything is going to suck for a really long time. Um, and it's like, there's, um, like by the time that people learn how to be decent, empathetic people, there won't be a, a, like a world to It'll be too late. Yeah. Be like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel very angry about a lot of things. And, um, I, I don't know. I really fuck with this song. Like, uh, just, trying to stay soft in a world that like makes me so angry. Yeah. And, um, so like, uh, with, uh, Haley Williams, she's, uh, uh, one of the member, she's like the co one of the co-founders of Paramore. Like, um, and that's like, she, um, I got to know her early on in her career as like a very, like she was, she came from a Southern Baptist background and she was kind of like mm -hmm. when I was growing up, my, especially my, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like a super fan or anything like that, but like, especially around that time, like she was kind of known as like, Oh, the Christian rock star, you know, like a little bit. Um, but like, she's kind of like, um, not deviate. I think she has like, she's talked about like having some spirituality and like, you know, but also like trying to like, but like you know how she had a problem with like the southern baptist methodology and theology and how you they they kind of like you know all of that stuff you're talking about like you know you know queer rights and like climate change all that stuff like how they don't care about that and how that doesn't make them upset or angry um when like they're like so granularly granularly focused on stuff that isn't as important and isn't like all that stuff and then yeah and then they ignore outright abuse that happens within like yeah, church environments exactly. like they don't address their own shit instead they like uh throw stones at everyone else and like uh exactly are just i don't know they try to micromanage people that have nothing to do with them instead of like addressing all of the shit that happens like within their own organizations yeah. and like the 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 thing that like you know really like um 
like rocks my gourd or what I don't know. Like I couldn't <laughs> think of it like a term, but like the idea of like just like Christians should be like if God if like God called us to like be you know the 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 arbiters or whatever. Like we should be like so kind. We should like they should be like so kind and so compassionate and like so. But like they're either not that much. They're not more compassionate than any regular person or they're worse <laughs> you know so like that so like uh but my point is like yeah, i really Nelson, like the th it's just frustrating because christians so often will say uh like they'll hide behind the words i love you like it means anything without action behind it like uh mm. i love you i just hate everything that you are <laughs> And it's like, right. what do you love about me then? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, yeah. But also like, it's about like controlling anger. So it's like constructive. I think like, because if you, I think to give in on some levels is good, but also like she's saying like, I don't want to like, but it's also like, well, that's exactly what every the, so often. that's exactly what the outro, like, or the uh, bridge means is like, it's yes. not, um, just, like I didn't choose the song because it's just giving into anger. It's like no, 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 giving no, no. into I, that I in like a, a way that like actually um, matters, like staying soft in a world that's like, yeah, really hard. Um, like part of that is like uh, directing that anger so that it can be constructive. And so that like you yeah. protect people who are going through the same shit. All right, now let's get to the final song of the playlist. Yeah. So uh, the last song that I chose is Visitor by Of Monsters and Men. the song and like the way that it builds and everything it feels like there's like a lot of urgency to it um and uh like uh, a quote from them about this song uh on the page that i'm looking at it's attributed to of monsters and men <laughs> but uh i don't so i don't know who specifically said it but uh it says visitor is a song about disconnection and being on the fringe of change seeing everything you once knew disappear and finding yourself in the role of the visitor uh it was written and recorded when the world was a completely different place but the post uh, post apocalyptic world of the video seems fitting um because they like shot this in february before the pandemic hit and everything um but uh it like um, really still applies and probably even more so like with that urgent feeling and that like apocalyptic like nature of it. Um, but uh, the song itself is like um, it feels like it's talking on a more like kind of personal level and everything um, and like about a particular uh relationship but to me like it just um because of like that urgent tone of it it feels like um kind of trying to like like it feels like trying 
to get someone like out of a burning house or something like that. Like, but like, it feels like that's just, um, the way that, uh, like, I don't know. It, it feels like just kind of, um, trying to, uh, like, get out of a particularly like bad situation, like, uh, with what I was talking about with the world and everything, like that's just, uh, even if that's not what the song itself means, that's like what it feels like it means to me, um, is just kind of like, uh, getting out of that and like kind of, uh, seeing that like everything's falling apart and like trying to, um, like trying desperately to get like, other people to see that and to come with you and to um like protect them in some way yeah but like i don't think they would like i'm sure like they when they um released it because they were holding on to it probably to release later um i'm sure it got new meaning when they released it in covid times you know so yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah, um, just with the like, uh, like, I guess I latched more on to like the because um, like less so the idea of like becoming a visitor and like what the title is and everything um, and like uh, seeing everything like change and then not fitting with that environment anymore. Like, I definitely feel that on some level, too. Um, but I think that I latched a little bit more on to the, the like uh, kind of like just waking up and like getting out of like um this uh, like kind of numb feeling and everything and uh it just um it so like basically through my playlist since this is the last song on it um it's kind of like taken that journey of like um just kind of like starting off in this haze and um then like addressing stuff inwardly and like uh stuff that um like uh, like insecurities that I have and um stuff that I've been working through and then just kind of like um feeling like more of the like outward stuff and like kind of um getting into that also and kind of like uh waking up and getting out of this haze and then trying to get other people out of it too I love it yeah and also um I've noticed in um the two and three um you know the um what's it called slowly free and no, slowly uh, yeah slow free free and slowly yeah it's also like it's like maybe i'm you know, i think it's also like people helped you out in that like you you're in this you start off in this haze and then you know free and slowly are kind of like you know kind of like about other people too like yeah a little bit or, like yeah, it's looking inwardly bit, at myself, yeah. but it's also learning to um, accept the support from people around me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, th thank you for sharing these songs. I really enjoyed myself, like listening to these like and um, yeah, I, it's like uh, like a really it tells a really nice story and uh, told by a really nice friend. Um, so thank oh, you so much shucks. for like uh yeah um 
how do you feel like how do you feel after like you know kind of what going through all these like how are you how are you feeling right now um i just feel like after putting this together um i definitely felt like a little bit lighter and everything and mm-hmm. like um i don't know i I'm sad that I'm going to be leaving the podcast, but uh, I'm glad that like I'm going out on something that like is so like personal and like matters a lot to me. Um, Yeah. And I know that we'll still have like your episode to record and everything, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that that chore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. Yeah. But like, Uh, I'm glad that. it could be like the playlist episodes that we do last because I really enjoyed those last year. And like, I enjoyed a lot this year too. And I hope that like my meaning is coming across in all of these things and that like, I'm not coming across as like wake up she fool or like full of myself Mm -hmm. or anything. I know that you're making a joke. I just want to make sure. (laughs) Um, but like, I just, um, I guess like it was nice to like share kind of some of my feelings and like the uh, like turmoil and shit that I've been dealing with like over this year and last um, and just kind of uh, like getting out of that a little bit and like um, like dealing with some of that shit and like how I just feel a lot uh like it's not like well i'm healed now i'm perfect um but like i just feel a lot more equipped to like move forward and to um like channel my feelings into um something that uh matters even if even if it's not that i'm going to be doing like the most important things in the world like at least um just kind of doing something with all of these feelings that like I've been having and like kind of uh, just rejoining the rest of the world <laughs> because I feel like I've been so isolated from it for so long. No, um, like, um, and we'll definitely get into it more on the next episode. Um, but um, yeah, thank you. So like, if this is the last episode people hear of you, like thank you, like if people are like, I don't want to hear them. I don't want to hear what Andrew thinks like or like feels or whatever like that. Um, thank you so much for doing the show. And like you definitely like, you know, uh, made me like, you know, believe in myself in a lot of ways. Like I like when. Um, what, so, OK, so like uh, to like quickly go through like this last story, like the story before we close the episode, this episode. Um, I remember um when I was doing the animated show, like the tabloids, when I was doing that, we were going to do like a podcast together of just like interviewing the cast and interviewing the crew and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, me and you did an episode together, just like where I, we, we were talking about just like the origin of the show, just like, hey, you know, what, where do you get your inspiration, blah, 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 blah. And then. You know, I was just like a rambling mess. I was just going like, ah, then I went to this and then I did that. And then this girl don't like me here, blah, you know, all that stuff. And then Ezra is like, um, Ezra, like evening that out. Ezra, like, you know, um, making that like, you know, and then like one of the directors like listened to it and he, he was like, yeah, the, 
podcast doesn't work without Ezra. You know, the podcast doesn't work. You know, it's you by yourself. It's too much, you know? So like I found like, so that's why I wanted to do the show initially, you know? And, um, so, and, but now that we're, I'm going to be doing the show without you and we'll reveal the co-hosts on the next episode, by the way. Um, but like now that I'm doing the show without you, um, you, you, you definitely like gave me the um, confidence though to uh, to do it on to do it without you. You know, you definitely like you know you, you just like your belief in me and like uh, your you know uh, confidence in me and just like your just like unwavering support through all this like um, made me. Uh, believe in myself in a lot of ways and like to, you know, take the next steps with the show. Like, so thank you so much. This is, this is like, this is like, and also just like all the fun we had, all like the cool people we got to meet and all the friends we got to make along the way. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a delight. The true yeah. podcast was the friends we made along the way. Friends we made along the way. Oh, by the way, um, let's, so let me just do our closing sentiment right now. Um, all right. Three, two, one. Yeet, yeet, dab, dab. I love, I love TikTok. TikTok. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Just kidding. I love Vine. Nothing will ever replace Vine. Oh, no. Contradicting my closing sentiment. But um, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, tune in next week for my playlist if, you, if you're interested in that. Um, have a good day. Click.